1: Celebrate in being gratitude for your miraculous existence. And remember that your mind, body, and spirit are more than just a physical construct. Your body is not just flesh and bones. It is the awe-inspiring assembly of organ systems, whose synchronized functioning is a miracle of its own. Tapping into your spiritual self will lead you to an existence filled with joy, love, clarity, peace, and overall fulfillment in all areas of your life. You hold the power to create love and peace in the world by shifting your consciousness and the consciousness of the people around you. All that is needed to claim this power is to set out on this journey of spiritual surrender that I've invited you to take part in. Valerie Atelli's interviews Christine Sapien, the author of Living Through Choice: Transform Fears to Love. At an early age, Christine heard the call to be of service to humanity spending time in nature, praying and meditating guided her to where she is today. Her journey of permanent positive change guided her towards hypnotherapy, spirituality and embracing her intuitive gifts. She became an intuitive healer, certified hypnotherapist, life coach and author, bringing universal wisdom, love, light and healing to all who seek her services. Christine helps her clients overcome stress, anxiety, and other mental and emotional blocks that are caused by fears and limiting beliefs. Through her gifts of intuitive healing, combined with extensive training in psychology, hypnotherapy, NLP, EFT, and life coaching, she empowers clients to achieve their goals and dreams and experience inner peace and happiness in the areas of love, health, career, path, and purpose. She utilizes the following tools and techniques to achieve inner peace, Self-love, balance, and happiness. Therapeutic meditations. Energy healing in Qigong. Aromatherapy. Ho'oponopono. Bach flower remedy. Crystal healing. Chakra balancing and breath work. Meet Christine at journeystoheal.com. Here is the interview with Christine of Sapien.
0: In your own words, who is Christine of Sepien?
2: Thank you for having me. So in a few words, I try to keep it as simple as possible. Uh, An individual who, who was lost in the world that found herself 12 years ago and has transformed not only her life, but the lives of many others through spirituality, through transformation, through overcoming fears, through Um, just the expansion of the reconnection to the higher consciousness and self. So Mm -hmm. I would say that's how I would describe Mm and not only helping myself awaken, wake up and see the truth that we are love light beings, but to also be the channel and to be the guide for thousands of my clients in the past 12 years to help them awaken as well and remember who we are.
0: When you say lost, what is to feel lost? What causes us to feel that way? Because it it seems to me like we can never be lost, really, because we are wholeness. We are the higher self or the universe within a human being. So how can we feel lost?
2: Absolutely. So, of course, the first... But on average, four to five years of our lives, when we are born, we definitely remember who we are. We remember where we came from. When you ask a child any question of who they want to be, what they want to be, they are unlimited yeah. and they are happy and they are joyful. But coming into this world, we do eventually end up with the psychic amnesia of forgetting who we are, of forgetting our paths. And then, of course... From family members, parents, um, to schools and education and teachers, everyone starts to limit us and tell us what we cannot do. And there's so much reinforcement on the negatives of you can't do that. You can't go there. You don't have the ability to do that. You're not smart enough. So we start to forget our essence. And that's what it is. We'd never get disconnected. I always make sure to say that we'd never get, we are never disconnected. It's just... It's yeah. kind of like you go to sleep and you forget. Not the actual sleep yeah. that we do, because at night when we sleep, we're actually awake. And when we're awake during the day, <laughs> we're actually asleep. So yeah. it's not the that's sleep sleep that I speak of. It's the spiritual sleep that I speak of. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's where we get lost. So
0: talk to me about spirituality. What is to be spiritual from your perspective, Christine?
2: Right. So, from my perspective, not only from my own kind of spiritual awakening to having helped so many of my clients, past and present spirituality is not what people usually think it is oftentimes people think if you're a spiritual being or person oh you're zen all the time you're like you let everybody else swap all over you and you're not supposed to ever say a bad word or get upset and that is not at all true spiritual people in fact have more healthy boundaries with others than the average individual Um, in not letting themselves be walked all over. And I'm the perfect example of that where in the past I used to live my life thinking if I please everyone else, I will be happy. And I realized that is far from the truth and that I became a doormat. And that's not being spiritual. Being spiritual is having healthy, loving boundaries and loving yourself, accepting yourself, being kind to yourself and choosing peace over all and cutting drama out of our lives. And so being spiritual is not, just simply being that in euphoria 24-7. No, it's about really living this life on this planet and being present and spreading as much kindness as we possibly can, number one for ourselves, to ourselves, being practicing self-love and being self-full because so many of my clients say, but isn't that selfish, Christine? And I say, no, it is not selfish, it is being self-full because when we are self-full, then we are able to actually, we have We have the energy to share with others and to give kindness and love to others. And if we're, you know, um, drained, we have nothing to give. And that is why there's so much anger and resentment in in people's relationships because one person gives a lot more than they they received. And so, simply put, uh, to shorten everything that I said, is being spiritual is having boundaries, being peaceful, and knowing that we have the power, no matter what situation we may be in, we have the power to shift the energy from complication, problem, illusion, from mental, emotional, spiritual to physical level. The difference between the average person and the spiritual person is how long do we dwell in the toxicity, in the negativity, and in the fear? So a spiritual person kind of uh, jumps back a lot quicker. And that's the simplest way that I could say in, in the practice comes the quicker. And that's what I've been helping my clients with for many, many years now that they are amazed at themselves how where before they would dwell or, or be in that heaviness or negativity or fear for weeks, months, years. Now it's like hours and then it becomes minutes and then you just bounce back very quickly. So I would say... That's the greatest way to know that we're spiritually aligned. Yeah, I wonder why
0: some of us don't choose to become spiritual or do the spiritual work. Do you wonder?
2: it's not that we don't choose it's that our world has created so much fear and so much negativity that um, a lot of times, even when my clients, when they come into a session, they think, oh, it's so difficult. And when they are proven otherwise, that it is actually not difficult. It is way more difficult for us to be negative in the toxicity and the fear than it is to be positive because we're light beings and we're naturally Mm -hmm. positive vibration and energy and love energy. Mm -hmm. And so being, negative is even harder than being positive. And Mm. as I always say, as science has proven that in just simply frowning, we spend more muscles doing it than in smiling. So why would we want to do that? So it's not that people choose or not choose. It's that a lot of times they don't even know anymore.
1: Mm. Yes, the
2: choice is ours. And the moment we kind of you get that glimpse of that light and you awaken is the moment you realize, oh, I do have a choice, because a lot of times my clients think I never had a choice. And I say, we always have, we just chose that. And now that we know we have a different choice as well, we can change it to the other side of things. And there's always two sides to everything.
0: I know we talk a lot about uh, spiritual awakening or this moment in time where we realize or recognize something beyond ourselves. Is this something that we can actually incite in others? We can provoke that to happen? Or this is something that each one of us, in a way, are already programmed to activate at some point?
2: Mm -hmm. So um, I believe all of it is possible. I mean, the one thing that I've noticed over the years, it just because of this world that is so driven by ego and fear and limitation and control, I noticed that the reason why we suffer, I myself suffered and struggled for many years feeling lost yeah. and until I really literally hit rock bottom physically, mm-hmm. um, my body was just falling apart. It's like So many obstacles in my body, the psychosomatic experiences of just emotions destroying, starting to really destroy the body. It wasn't until then that I really got that wake-up call. It was always available to me. But until the the physical body starts to suffer, sometimes we don't really take initiative to say, let me live differently. Let me choose differently. We just think, oh, this is it. But once the body starts showing its symptoms and you know, it starts to nag at you and you realize that, okay, if I don't have my physical body, there's not much I can do. If I'm not healthy, there's not much I can do.
1: Right.
2: It kind of, it triggers that necessity, that requirement that, okay, something has to change. That was my journey. and um, But what I am grateful to see over the years that has happened with my clients is that they don't have to, uh, I've had and have clients who it's become physical already, but many of my clients that contact me, they're realizing that, you know what, I deserve something better. So these emotions don't serve me, this panic, this depression, this anxiety, this fear doesn't serve me. So I need help. And so more and more people and, and the ages are getting younger and younger over the years that The awakening is happening before it becomes too deep to the Mm. before there's too much suffering. So that's the shift that I've been noticing. I want to say in the world because I have clients from all over the world. Uh, And as as we can see, our world is very rapidly changing now. And there is great amount of fear in the world. And so more and more people are kind of like being zapped to wake up.
0: In a way, suffering is the catalyst for change and has been, my like Christine, yeah, it was my yeah, case it does, too.
2: But it doesn't have to be, unfortunately, that doesn't have to be that way. But of course, being a, you know, having our egos, yeah, it, it often ends up being we have to suffer to get to the light. But I also look at that as the yin and the yang. It's like without the dark, there's no light. Without the light, mm, there's no dark. And yeah. it's just a, the acceptance of our darkness that leads us to our light. So
0: Talk to me for a moment about what being authentic is. How would you describe that? What does it look like to be authentic? How do we know yeah. when we are there? <laughs>
2: hmm So it's extremely simple. As I always tell my clients, um, be your authentic self because our authentic self is loving, is kind, is gentle to the self and those around. So in just coming as we are, showing up as we are, who we are, keeping it simple, not trying to pretend or put masks on, oh, this friend or this family member wants me to be this way and or that way. Just showing up with kindness and gentleness and, and love really just basically puts us in that space automatically. So there's not much really that we need to do other than be kind to ourselves, be loving with ourselves, and we can then automatically we will be kind to others.
0: Yeah, that resonates in ways just allowing Ourselves to be ourselves, in a way.
2: Absolutely. Instead of putting masks on and pretending and trying to please everyone else and wanting to be what they want you to be, that never works. Because in the end, we crumble and fall apart.
0: Yeah, right. We can't give what we don't have. Exactly. So it's common sense. And healing. Is healing something that we will always need? Or there is a destination for healing, Christine?
2: So healing, I would... For me, it's more so on this earth's plane um, because as beings of light, I don't believe we need healing. We already are healed. We already are balanced and we are perfect just as we are. It's just that fears and limitations on this planet, on this plane at this time is really... What causes for us to even fall off of that truth, off of that alignment. And so healing to me can be continuous as I, um, beyond the healing for me is just really gross. And I always tell my clients, if you're seeking for the destination, the finish line, there is no finish line because we're eternal beings. And this is not the first lifetime. It's not the last lifetime. It's not the first plane or the last plane that we will be a part of. Mm. So in truly tapping into that wisdom you understand that there is no ending or beginning there's mm, just continuous right. growth and expansion so right. healing here on the planet yeah it makes sense that it could the body can go from an illness to a healing spontaneous healing miraculous healing whatever we want to call it or even just emotional healing absolutely but the journey is continuous because once we are healed i mean i feel healed from many 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 aspects of my past and present But I continue this journey, the spiritual path and journey, because I know there's just so much more to tap into. I mean, as humans, we haven't even tapped into the tip of the iceberg, I would say. Wow. So there's just vast and unlimited wisdom in the universe Mm. that the human brain cannot even comprehend.
0: It begins with the paradox of being healed and there's no need for healing already being whole. So that's the greatest paradox. If we can hold that, yeah, that's already a miracle to me. I love what you said about no beginning, no end, right? That also resonates um, incredibly. Liberation, freedom, what would that be? Like if you believe in coming back and uh, reincarnating again the human body and then learning the lessons and then you know going through all these experiences and the journey of healing and then but what would you say freedom is finally
2: Yes I feel freedom is truly living life in the physical body experiencing heaven on earth in the physical body in the mm-hmm. absence of fear
0: Is it possible to become fearless Christine is that a state that we should aim to achieve
2: Absolutely. I mean, Uh we can uh, sometimes mildly fall in and out of it, but the important thing is to be, let's say, 98% fearless. And the fearless does not mean we're acting crazy and going and (laughs) jumping to buildings and saying, I'm going to (laughs) fly. What I mean with fearless (laughs) is that we don't allow the illusions of our surroundings Mm. to dictate our inner peace. Mm. Whether we are living in peace or not, is to hold the faith, hold Mm. the trust. And knowing that we're always safe, we're always secure, we're always taken care of, we're always protected Mm -hmm. by a higher consciousness that is beyond the physical.
0: And one more question, a fun one from my perspective. What do you love most about being in a human body?
2: Oh, goodness. Ah, uh, the fact that we're able to see and experience the tangibly um, the beauty of Earth, the taste, and the, I mean, through the senses, honestly, because we—that's the only reason why we choose to incarnate in the first place. Amongst many actually other reasons that we are here to spread love and light and to bring alignment to uh, Mother Earth and and just humanity overall. But most of all, I feel like that the greatest kind of gift is. When you place something like a food, a piece of food in your mouth and and you feel every texture of it and the taste of it and the layers of the taste, it's just that that experience of the senses is incredible. And also experiences of the emotions because in, you know, happiness, you know, sadness and sadness, you find happiness. And I feel like it is through those senses and emotions that That human life becomes rich and abundant and it helps us to grow and expand and, and I guess, gather information. (laughs) Yeah. Right.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. It comes to me every time that this is what the human experience is all about in the human Mm -hmm. body. the feelings, everything is a feeling, isn't it? It Uh Mm Feeling or sensation. It's real and not real at the same time because they come and go anyway. So you wrote the book, Living Through Choice, Transform Fears to Love. Talk to me about the main inspiration and intention of writing your book, Christine.
2: Absolutely. So the main inspiration and intention was when I found the light, when I shifted and when I started working with my clients and saw their shift, I knew I had to share this with whoever, however many people in the world that would read this because I saw that that commitment to the self and the commitment of taking the spiritual path, what miracles we can achieve and we can create and how we can heal ourselves mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically. And I wrote my book, not only to share my own experience, to share um, experiences of my clients, but to also most importantly, to share the tools that are out there that will help a person because there's so many of my clients that, When they come to me, it's kind of like, Christine, you're my last resort. Yeah. And they've tried everything from traditional therapy to medications to many, many, many things in their lives. And when they come to me, they they realize, and I am grateful that the last resort is the, the solution that <laughs> yeah. changes and transforms their lives. So uh-huh. the purpose of my book was t- to not only share that this is possible, but to share the tools that are available because the average person does not think or know because we are not taught this information in schools. This is ancient yeah. information that we've had for thousands of years. But, of course, with our world changing in the past few hundred years, it moved away from that truth. And now it's kind of like, um, like I said in the beginning, of when we first got on the call, it's to return it to our roots and to help the reader or anyone that comes into contact with my book to know that they have the power and the choice within their, themselves. I love
0: the, um, the mission statement you have in your book. It's beautiful. It says, My mission has been helping others to heal themselves, which in turn become the path of my own healing. Once I dedicated myself to the journey of the unknown, miracles filled my life. Ah, the unknown. <laughs> I love that.
2: Yes. Because <laughs> everybody's so afraid of the yeah. unknown. <laughs> right, right. Ah uh- to me,
0: it's refreshing. Is uh, yes. I mean that's where magic happens. Miracles mm-hmm. happen for sure, absolutely,
2: absolutely. So
0: I have a lot, tons of questions here for you, and some observations I made. But before that, what is like to work with you? I know you are a hypnotherapist. You're also a intuitive healer, life coach, and breath work facilitator. So, what is like to work with you, and how do we find you if we hire you online, offline, groups, individual? Yes.
2: Yeah, so, in a sense, all of the above. Um, those who are interested are welcome to find my website. It's www.journeys2heal.com. So, I'm hoping uh, you will. Include the website, so I don't have to spell it out. So, uh, and then of course from there, you they can email me, they can call me for a consultation. Um, either way is fine, and. The, basically, what I do with my clients is the work we do is very intuitively guided. And so I always tell my clients it is real time healing and no one's formula is the same as another client's. Every client has different needs and the blessing of why I've continued to study and remember and add tools to my uh, work is because all these tools work so well together, but one tool may work better for one client and another tool may work better for another. And so in having the flexibility, I'm able to intuitively guide my clients in each session to choose the best modality that is going to help them, whether it's neuro-linguistic programming or hypnotherapy, or breath work or EFT, emotional freedom technique, or just coaching and helping them to really find alignment and make decisions in their lives. So all these tools just work so well together. And oftentimes, if not all the time, I uh, combine these tools together. So I often use NLP techniques in hypnotherapy because it's just The change, the shift, the transformation is so much quicker than to give those tools to my clients and teach them to do it on a conscious level. We do the healing, the work on a subconscious level, which is really our hard drive and we can work on the desktop and try to delete problems from the desktop, but if the problem is on the hard drive, which it usually is because our hard drive, our, our subconscious is what's really running the show, then you, know, you, you can have success, but not the success that you have when you really go into the hard drive and, and work on a subconscious level. So that's basically what I do with my clients and whatever tool that we use, it really reaches the deeper roots of the issue and we heal it from there so that the client is not zapped by that energy constantly um, throughout their life.
0: I love the method of hypnotherapy. I have interviewed lots of people and wow, it really, really seems... I have never tried, but the more I talk to you amazing people... I'm curious about it. I'm like, wow, this is amazing. Maybe I should try. Maybe my husband should try. He needs more than I do.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, honestly, so many people think hypnosis or hypnotherapy is so taboo. But the best, simplest way I explain not only to my clients, but on podcasts when I'm asked is because I'd like to really put an end to those uh, media-driven illusions of what hypnotherapy is and what right. hypnosis is, is that you're controlled and you're out of control and right. you're asleep and you don't know what's going on. In fact, hypnosis is a hyper alert and awake state of mind mm. and a person cannot be taken advantage of when they're in that hyper state Mm -hmm. number one number two every single night as we fall asleep the last half hour before we truly fall asleep Mm -hmm. and every morning as we're waking up the first half hour is that exact hypnotic state that we naturally go into i always tell my clients i'm just Mm -hmm. facilitating and all hypnosis is self-hypnosis Oh, so if wow. a person comes with an open mind, uh, I mean, transformation yeah. happens. My clients are often, 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 really, they come back for the second session and they go, how oh, is it possible that in one session I'm able to get all these positive results? And I go, and that's the power that we have within ourselves. It's a snap of a finger. So, so it's, it's it's not difficult. It's, it's in fact very simple and very quick. And that's the blessing of me having been able to help thousands of people over the years instead of hundreds of people, because as my clients see me within four to six sessions, even PTSD and trauma can be healed and, and um maybe not 100%, not with everybody, but to a place where my clients can truly enjoy life and feel empowered and feel resilient and really just clear that clutter of past stories and memories that held them back. And so between four to six sessions, mountains can be moved instead of years and years of therapy. Another
0: question about hypnotherapy is online and offline meeting you in person or doing the sessions online. Does it make any difference?
2: Oh, I love that question. No, my love, it does not because mm-hmm. in the past year and a half, more so, of course, uh, because of, of the pandemic with yeah. our lives have changed. And while I've Continue to see clients in person and virtually, nothing changes. I also have a lot of clients around the world, and their healing is just as powerful as my clients that physically come into the space. It's just about uh, really preference. But at the end of the day, when a person is committed to the healing, it doesn't matter whether you're on the phone or in person, the healing mm-hmm. happens. And my clients who have had sessions with me in person and then, you know, because traffic in Los Angeles is back again, that you feel like being stuck in traffic for hours to get to me or to, and then after that amazing session to have to deal with traffic to get back home, we transferred it and we did virtual sessions. And many of my clients are amazed how the energy flows. And even when I'm sure you know this, and for the average listener that doesn't, we, energy flows all into the space and around the globe Mm, and many healers, exactly. Energy healing can be done by just simply... Let's say me being in my space and telling my client, okay, from 1230, let's say to one o'clock, just lie down, close your eyes and relax. And I, I send energy and they feel the healing. Yeah. So energy flows and everything that we do in the space uh, with this work is energy based because words are energy. And uh, right. and so it, it transfers and transforms into high vibrations and that transfers into the body, into the mind and, and helps the person. Um, heal and transform
0: right yeah that makes a lot of sense to me so is everything energy Christine from your perspective of course it is
2: absolutely of
0: course it is so your book you have so many interesting sections um, healing disconnection healing fear healing anger and resentment and then so many others healing depression past life attachments addiction uh, unforgiveness when I started reading your book, I had so many notes that I had to stop <laughs> I'll go on and on and on. <laughs> Healing Disconnection, you say the main cause for spiritual disconnection is rooted in our attachment to negative emotions from our past experiences. So in a way, it's almost like it becomes an addiction. I have heard that before. I interviewed somebody about um uh, Anger, And he said that f- he was a psychologist. He finally realized that his anger was coming from his addiction to mm-hmm, the feeling, mm-hmm. to the emotion of anger. So how do we learn to recognize that pattern? And talk to me also about the three commitments for a spiritual connection.
2: Yeah, so how do we get out of that pattern is truly first we need to acknowledge it, that it's a problem. Because with anything in our lives, we cannot at all go into basically we we can't force ourselves to change unless we're ready to change right or we cannot i mean there's a lot of times where families uh basically do um interfere with their loved ones and i i get this a lot in my practice where family members would call me and say oh my goodness can you please help my loved one And I always, you know, tell them, is the person ready? If that person is not ready, we cannot ever force somebody to want to heal if they're not ready. So we need to acknowledge first that there is a problem. And then the second step is to take action of what am I going to do about it? And so that um, but so like a, that individual that you were talking about, like sometimes people get addicted to those kind of experiences, addicted to the emotion, addicted to that's what really those attachments and those addictions are what disconnects us or or. Um, pushes us further from our own truth. Healing Fear, Chapter
0: 3, I wrote it down, something that caught my attention. You said, I started my spiritual journey by putting my trust and faith in the only thing that I knew could help me understand the mystery of life, my divine self. So the divine self, that goes back to the the source energy, isn't it? Absolutely. The same
2: Absolutely. And we can call it God, we can call it Christ consciousness, we can call it Buddha consciousness. It really is the same because we are a collective consciousness of oneness. There is no separation. Yeah. We, we may think we're human human form and separate bodies, we look different, we're separate, but mm, that is not at all truth. That is, in fact, an illusion. It's kind of like we're in a game or in a theater playing roles, Yeah, yes. <laughs> but that doesn't mean we're separate from each other. Yeah. We're one, one uh-huh. with source, one with the divine, one with God.
0: And then you give some, of course, lots of tools and suggestions on how to release fear-based illusions uh, under that section of healing fear. And then anger and resentment. What an interesting section, too, where you say anger is an illusion, a static and toxic energy trapped in our bodies. Its presence holds us hostage, denying us healing and joy. So true. Uh, yeah, do you want to make a comment about that? Because that's powerful things. Um
2: Absolutely. And um, the one comment I love to make is uh, no one truly can make us Angry or hurt or whatever it may be. But yeah. if we have stories, memories, people, situations that continue to kind of poke at our energy to get that energy out of us, or, or you know, sometimes it could be family members, sometimes it could be friendships, and sometimes it could be bosses or co workers. It yeah. can be anyone in our lives, it could be children. I say the greatest thing, the greatest freedom we find is to have boundaries to have boundaries and to not allow ourselves to get lost in the emotion of things, but to simply, as in my book, one of the commitments to the self is to realize that sometimes we need a break from a person. We need a break. We need to break free from a relationship. We need to break free from uh, an experience, a job, or whatever it may be, to pull ourselves away from that. Because if somebody or something, a situation is constantly zapping you and poisoning your energy, then you can just keep asking for it, right? Mm, <laughs> so yes, so true. Uh, the commitment to the self is to say no more. The commitment to the yeah. self is to say, I'm going to pull myself away from this situation and not constantly dive into the fire and say I'm burning, right?
0: It, that's interesting because common sense, when it comes to that, it, it seems to me like the more we expose ourselves to the situation of... Let's say getting those feelings out of the body, then the chances will increase that we can become ready for healing in the sense of recognition of what's happening. But you're saying that sometimes uh, it can be overwhelming, and the best thing to do is to just avoid situations yeah. like that. Yeah. Not running away, right? Christine, Not avoid, that, but yeah.
2: simply have boundaries. Yeah.
0: Yes, I love that. I love that word.
2: Face it and have boundaries with it, loving boundaries.
0: Mm, that's a challenging one for me, has been
2: <laughs> oh, working on it. <laughs> for many, myself, it's not just you, yes. for many. <laughs> oh,
0: yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> so we almost at the end. Let me see. Uh, you say something powerful too at the end, I believe, of your book. You say, remember to first be of service to yourself before you can effectively be of service to others. To
2: others. Absolutely. True. Absolutely. I
0: paraphrased it there, but that's... Uh, I
2: preach it and I do everything in my power to do the same for myself, because if I'm empty, I cannot give to my children, to my family or to my clients. And so self-care, self-love comes always first. If I don't meditate, if I don't Um, follow my own rituals, morning rituals, evening rituals of, you know, staying connected, staying aligned, I will have nothing to give to others.
0: That's basic principle. Yeah, I agree. So
2: it's a lifestyle. I I always tell my clients, just because we're done with our sessions and you're doing great doesn't mean you forget the tools that I've given you. You must put them into work every day in your life so that you continue. Just as we feed our bodies, we must Mm. feed our soul too.
0: So we're almost at the end. I do have a few more questions for you, the ending questions. Would you like to add anything or read a passage in your book?
2: Uh, just in the end, I would just like to add uh, whoever is ready for transformation, for a shift, a change, to know that it is possible to do so. There are the choices ours. We just need to take the step. The action step is the most important part, as even through the law of attraction, and we've known the secret. and. In the you know, in the documentary was talked about, you know, dream and feel and see and visualize and all that stuff, but the most important thing is the action. If we don't Mm. take action, nothing will change.
0: True. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much for what you do and how you do it, Christine.
2: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: It's beautiful. So two more questions for you. What is another word for life?
2: What is another word for life? That's a good one. I would say life is eternal and love is another word for it.
0: Mm, love.
2: love is eternal.
0: <laughs> yes. And my last question is, what are three things about life you wish everyone to know, to have, or to experience before they lose the body?
2: Yes. Uh, to be kind to themselves, to practice self-love, to live to the fullest and to be fulfilled doing everything that they do, living the life they love and loving the life they just live.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much again, Christine, for your presence, wisdom. It's very calming. It's wise, it's deep. Thank you for being you.
2: Thank you, love. Thank you for having me, and thank you for being you.
0: And thank you. Yeah, the body appreciates. The mind and the soul is all in. Yeah. <laughs> they don't need to be thanked, <laughs> in a way. Yes.
2: Uh-huh. That's right. Uh-huh.
0: And let's see. Before we say goodbye, please tell me again the website I'll have on your podcast profile. But what is the link? What is the name of your website?
2: Yes, that's j o u r n e y s. To T O H E A L heal.com. So journeys to heal.com. Wonderful. Thank
0: you again, Christine, and we'll talk soon.
2: Thank you. And they can find me on my uh, Instagram and Facebook accounts as well. Take good care, and we'll talk soon. We'll be in touch. Thank you. Bye for now. Thank you for
1: listening. To learn more about Christine of Sapien and her work, please visit journeystoheal.com.
0: To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.